What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined today by my brother, Josh Primo. How are you today, sir? What's happening? So today we are finally able to record and review the Many Saints of Newark. Josh and I are both huge The Sopranos fans, and he's the one that got me into the show. I've watched the show twice. Uh, how many times have you watched it? Uh, I'd say five on the low end. God damn. That's from, start to, from start to finish. <laughs> it, I got to say, it might be the best show of all time. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, might be, it, it might be the best TV show of all time, and that's up there with Breaking Bad. Uh, I mean, you got to get through like half of a season, the first season, to get good with Breaking Bad. The Sopranos is fucking good all the way through. Yeah, I agree, man. It's a, it's one of the few series I've ever been able to watch that much because I went back and tried to watch the league, and you know how much I love that the league, and mm. I couldn't do it. I was like, it's not as funny as it was. And then also, we don't want to talk about that last season, but we just yeah, forget, we're gonna forget that ever existed. Yeah, touche. Uh, but yeah, the Mini Saints of Newark. So fucking excited to finally review this this has been on one of my most anticipated movies of all year and it's finally time to do it josh and i both watched it twice so we are fucking ready to go but before we jump into the review you can go to patreon.com slash two game that is the number two uh support us at any of those tiers and you get access to a whole bunch of different content uh we have four other podcasts that we do other than this one and you get a week's worth of content each and every week. You also get access to our Discord channel, and you become a creator slash producer of all of our podcasts. So patreon.com slash two game. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsay Humble, and Michael King. We appreciate y'all supporting us at that $20 tier each and every month. Thank you so much. Let's fucking do this, sir. Let's get it, sir. The Many Saints of Newark. Witness the making of Tony Soprano, the story that reveals the humanity behind Tony's struggles and the influence his family, especially his uncle Dickie Moltisanti, had over him becoming the most iconic mob boss of all time. This movie was directed by Alan Taylor, who has directed a number of Game of Thrones episodes, Terminator Genesis, and Thor The Dark World. Uh, this movie had a budget of $50 million and it grossed worldwide uh, since its release on the first uh, $7 million in theaters. It stars Alessandro Navola, Navola, go fuck yourself, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., John Bernthal, and Michael Gandolfini. Uh, it has a runtime of two hours and, like I said, released October 1st, 2021. You can watch this on HBO Max, or you can go to the theaters and watch it. Diving into our fun facts, go ahead and give me your one fun fact, sir. Uh, as of two days ago, David Chase has signed with HBO to bring them more content. It did not specify that it would be a spinoff of this, but everything points to this being a, uh, having a spinoff. We'll get into that in just a second, I think. Because that, that's going to be a big portion of, of what I have to talk about in this, uh, in this review. So we'll, we'll jump into that in just a second. Just kind of earmark that. All right. Well, earmark it before you make your final decision because I want to throw out a thought to you. My final decision? Yeah, like, like before you tell me your rundown, I just want to... Okay, all right. Yeah. So this film is called The Many Saints of Newark because it revolves around Dickie Moltisanti. In English, Moltisanti translates as Many Saints. Uh, Jumping ahead of myself, uh, if you've noticed, the plot and then what I just said are completely different things, and that's one of the issues with the movie. The plot says it's all about Tony Soprano, but the title says The Many Saints, which translates to Multisanti. So you see how there's a, uh, a big, uh, I don't know where I'm looking for. Uh, it, it, it's just not working right there with, between those two things. It just doesn't gel with, well with each other. 
Uh, David Chase intended to direct this movie, but had to decline due to family issues. But despite this, he was still on set nearly every day. So I don't understand why he couldn't direct it, but that's neither here nor there. Michael Gandolfini had never watched The Sopranos prior to being cast as Tony Soprano, which was, I, I, thought, I thought it was kind of weird that he had never watched his dad stuff. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I've, uh, out of a lot of interviews from The Sopranos cast, a lot of them never watched it. Yeah, uh, Chris Moltisanti and then uh, uh, Bobby, they never watched it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's weird. Hmm. But the, I don't, I don't go back and listen to my reviews, so I guess that's the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the first time I've listened to my review, I was like, "Damn, I sound like that." <laughs> I sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, left myself, <laughs> I left myself open. <laughs> right. Uh. We won't go with what you said about YouTube that one time, but we'll, we'll let that one fly. <laughs> Michael Gandolfini had to redo many takes as his portrayal was sometimes too close to his father's, and his version of the character was not supposed to be a feared gangster yet. Uh, let's see. According to Alan Taylor, they had shot a few things with the original cast members, but chose to go in a different direction. And then the last and final one that I have uh there was a spoiler attached to this little fun fact i took it out uh in one of the final scenes we see tony waiting in front of holston's ice cream parlor uh this is the location where the iconic last scene of the original series took place um now we didn't mention there would be spoilers non-spoilers whatever there's gonna be spoilers in this guys there's no way i can talk about this movie without spoilers and I mean, that's just that's just how it's going to be. Uh, I think before we jump into this review, if you are new to The Sopranos, and I, I've talked to Josh a little bit about this already, if you've never seen The Sopranos before, just stop. Just stop and go watch The Sopranos. Do not watch this first. Like you, no. are, you are going to be completely lost. Uh, this is not one of those things where, oh, it's a prequel. I should watch that first before I watch the original. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Because one of the many issues with this movie is, is going to be why you cannot watch this first versus the original series. So just go ahead and take your time, go enjoy, savor the flavor of the Sopranos series, and then watch this. Highly recommend it. But uh, going back to what you had said about uh, David Chase, yeah, on for more more content. So what was uh what was you going to say about that, sir? No, just just keep in mind when you watch this that the way David Chase wrote the Sopranos and directed it because he didn't write every episode, but he never completely tells the whole story. He always leaves it up to you, and he always puts a bunch of stuff in the background that's supposed to tie in and give you these little hints, but a lot of it is figuring out all of this information for yourself on top of what he gives you to make it a whole scene, I guess. Because there's several times in the actual Sopranos, you can go back and watch it one, two, three, four times, and you're like, I totally missed that when it uh, came across the first time. Absolutely. The, the Sopranos as a series is, is something that you cannot just watch one time. I watched it one time and I was like, well, I mean, this is, it's, it's good, but I don't see what the hype is behind it. You know, uh, everybody talks about it being the greatest show of all time. And like I said, I, I watched it the whole way through and I'm like, I mean, it was good, but I wouldn't say it was the best of all time. Uh, I mean, I would have thrown Breaking Bad out in front of it. I would have thrown uh, uh, Justified in front of it, Sons of Anarchy, just lots of shows. I had over that at the, at the time. And then I think I rewatched it. What was it? The beginning of the year that I rewatched uh, Game of Thrones, uh, Sopranos, or was it early, uh, late last year? I can't remember. I think uh, it was late last year. Yeah, I rewatched it. And I remember, no, it was right when uh, they came out with that podcast. So it was right during COVID. So it mm -hmm. was. 
uh, I rewatched all of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do like one episode a week and just kind of take my time with it. And yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I absolutely fell in love with it the second time around because it is absolutely like what you said. You have to figure out all this stuff on your own. He is not spoon feeding any of this information to you. You were just kind of thrown into this world, expected to know uh, what everything means, what what boss means, what acting boss means, what captain means, or capo, what are all the terms in slang in Italian and how their business works and, and all that bullshit. You don't know until you watch it like once or twice. And I'll tell you, because The Sopranos aired 20 years ago and still the ending to the series up to the up for debate yep nobody's ever came out and said which way or another he was interviewed doing that uh sopranos podcast and he said he still would not uh, he wouldn't even comment on it because he says every time i comment somebody takes it to whichever side they want it to be on so he mm-hmm. says he just doesn't answer that question anymore i i seriously thought they were gonna when they were so at the beginning of the movie you see this little scene where you're going through a graveyard I 100% thought they were going to reveal what happened, but they didn't. So he is sticking to his guns about not revealing the ending to Sopranos. But maybe it did, because if you remember when uh, Christopher Moltisante is doing that voiceover, he says he only gave my family pocket change after he killed me. I mean, does that mean till he died, till forever? I may have read way too far into that line. I mean, it could be it could be the three. Yeah, maybe I, I didn't look into it as much as into that as you as you did. Because you remember, and, and he was always like, "You'll be taken care of, Carmela. You'll be taken care of." And he's supposed to, you know, like take care of like uh, Ange Bumpincero when Big Pussy died. Mm-hmm. He never took care of her, so it makes it seem like. Maybe it steered that direction. I mean, I, it's probably nothing. I don't know. Would you want Luke? My son, my son is uh coming up in here. Oh my god, dude, he's butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's butt naked. Uh, check please. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I'm gonna try to talk why I put this dude's underwear back on. <laughs> this is wow. Save that line. Uh, this guy's <laughs> <dude. laughs> gonna try to talk while I put some dude's underwear on. <laughs> Officially, the weirdest thing I've ever done while being recorded. <laughs> <sighs> All right, there you go. So yeah, um, I don't totally even know. Where, I, I don't you even know. This guy says, I'm going to keep talking and then just doesn't talk. Uh, so like, <laughs> it's like looking at a man in the eyes when it's going on, man. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I, uh, ultimately go watch The Sopranos first. As far as Multisanti. So in the movie, I don't know if you noticed this, but they say his name two different ways. They say Santi and Santi. In the, in the movie. I didn't pick up on that. Fucking throws me off. I'm like, I, I say Santi, Multisanti. Yeah, that's the way uh, I've said it. But then you hear like uh, Corrado going, Multisanti. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's funny about that? That actor would say that four or five times to get in the character before he actually started acting. Oh, really? Yeah, that was his line he would use to get himself in the character. <laughs> He doesn't have the makings of a varsity player. <laughs> Dude, I busted out laughing when I heard that. All right, so let's let's and see that that's those are the little gold nuggets that if you don't watch the movie first, the series first, you'll never get it. Exactly, hundred percent. But then you're always comparing it to the to the original series, and that might make it worse or better. It just depends. And you know, sometimes I feel like maybe we would not find any issues with it because I think a certain, we wanted to know a certain story. Maybe that's not the story that they wanted to put first out to us. Like I wanted to know 
how Tony came to be into the family, you know, how his father died, things like that. So I, I think that it may have skewed our view a little bit on this movie. So, okay, we'll, we'll start with that whole subject right there because I think that is the, the biggest thing going on with this movie is marketing tells us this is all about the how Tony came to be and how Dickie Moltisanti really shaped his life and influenced him to become the iconic mob boss that he was. Um, that's not what this movie is about. I, I, no, no. Like, like I, I can see where they would have that as a plot, that's more of a B, a B plot in this movie. This is more of Dickie Moltisanti's movie than it is Tony Soprano's. This definitely would have benefited from a series. Like you told me earlier, it's too much crammed into two hours. Yes, you know? it, is, it is a lot. It, this movie is dense. Very, very dense with, with scenes. And it's like every second it just... You're trying to pay attention and you're trying to grasp what's going on, and you're like, Well, what? And they, yeah, just, I think they're just speeding through it like one second, uh, you know, he's bashing in his, his dad's skull, and then the next second, he's marrying his, his, his stepmother, ex wife, <laughs> one of the two, <laughs> his goom. Yeah, that was weird, <laughs> whatever. But I mean, who didn't see that coming from when she got off the boat? Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that. That just screams uh, Sopranos. Just I don't I don't know if that's an Italian thing or what, but yeah, as soon as you saw, oh, dude, this this dude's gonna straight up try to try to fuck her. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but ultimately, this movie is uh, Dicky Moltisanti's movie more than anything. Like he is the main character, Tony Soprano. Uh, he's in it not as much, and I get where they're coming from when they're talking about how he's influenced. Uh, you can definitely tell he's not the mob boss that he is in this movie. He's definitely more uh, caring, I guess you could say. Like, he wants to hold the baby uh, of Chris Moltisanti. He's going out and giving people ice cream and shit from uh, free ice cream. And, you know, doing all these good deeds, right? He's being a good guy that he's not really in the later series. So I can kind of see how he kind of rises and then the final scene where he pinky promises uh, the dead uh, Dickie Moltisanti. See, that should have been a bigger moment than it was, but it wasn't because we didn't really get that huge shift into him being like evil or whatever, a villain. Yeah, you know, and I felt cheated on the side of Johnny Boy. I mean, we really didn't get Absolutely. any part of that that i was really looking forward to because in a series it highlights june and uh johnny beating the hell out of people all the time you know like running that and he really didn't get that i mean i didn't get a i didn't get enough of junior either but to be fair that's probably one of my favorite characters junior's so fucking good and you so know that good. i'll say it again sister's cunt <laughs> <laughs> oh that shit was price oh that was so good (laughs) i don't know if they could have got a better actor for that like i was kind of skeptical going into it and then when i first saw him like i mean kind of looks like him but then when he started acting just like corrado from the series i was like oh dude perfect perfect oh man it 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 was 100 percent. i tell you who else sold it out was that billy uh magna something he was Polly walnuts and he had his mannerisms down to the t even with the the fingers when he was talking i do i wish i wish i didn't catch it so i'm I'm not 100 sure but i wish somebody would have said something about his mother in the movie because now that was that was one of the big things in the soprano series he you know him and his mother yeah, yeah. I wish there was a comment because you know that'd been hilarious shit. Him bring up his damn mother, and John Margot, which played Silvio, didn't hit hit it on the T because he was a hundred percent look just like him. But it was just the fact that I think he was aged way too much for the portray going toward the series because he was losing his hair, and it never makes mention of him having a toupee or anything on during the uh, series. 
No. So, yeah, originally I didn't know who that was when the movie first started. And then he gets the hair, like, I don't know, like, what, an hour into the movie, at least. And yeah, but it, I, I was like, who the fuck is that? Like, I can see the mannerism, the mannerisms, but uh, that dude has some, like, he has some uh, glorious hair in the series. So they never mention anything about Toupee in the series. I don't know what, what the hell happened with that. And while we're on actors, uh, Ray Liotta, which was Hollywood Dickie Multisani. Mm-hmm. I mean, I totally, have you seen Goodfellas? Yes, I watched it earlier this year. So when they in the beginning when they're all eating and he's laughing, dude looks just like a uh, Goodfellas, doesn't it? Was it not, man? I was like, am I am I watching Goodfellas? <laughs> not the same damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> laughing just like him, a hundred percent, man. A hundred, even the scene was just. I was like, you know, I wonder if because they say there's some homages to Goodfellas in The Sopranos. I wonder if that was a carryover. Oh uh, yeah, has to be. So, I mean, it, it looked just like that scene, just about. I mean, they're in this little restaurant, and he's in a restaurant when he laughs and the good fellas. So it's, it has to be. has to be. And I, I'll just say that uh, Alessandro guy, he played Dickie very good. I mean, we never get to see who Dickie was in the beginning or in the series. But uh, if I would have to put, you know, a, a picture in my head together, I think he did a good job of uh, playing out that character and developing him. Now, for those uninitiated, uh, the guy that plays Dickie Moltisanti plays uh, Pollux Troy in Face Off. No. Yeah, I told you that. The little uh, Castro Troy's brother? That's him. Oh, shit. That's fucking him, dog. Man, I never picked up on that. Yeah, that's him. Damn. I was like, bruh, he was such a, like a little bitch in that movie. <laughs> and he's like a savage for, movie. For real. And what about the mother, man? The uh, live. Okay. So you and I briefly talked about that. You say she fits more like Carmela, right? Uh, she has a lot of similarities, I think, to it. I think she looks kind of like Carmela. But her mannerisms, dude, that is live all fucking day. Oh, all yeah. Day. She made it. I mean, I didn't like her. I was like, hey, dang, man, why did nobody shut her up? <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, when he shot her in the in the car through her, uh, her little hairpiece, he just like, <laughs> I was like, God damn, dude, straight up just shot her in the car. And she just looked at him and he's just like, don't look at me like that. <laughs> yeah, that shit was funny. <laughs> dude just straight up just said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're talking out your hat. <laughs> right. But I, I, I gotta say, she was one of my favorite characters in this movie. She was good now. She was good. They put a lot of makeup on her to make her look like uh, the original actress from the series. But I thought they did really, really great job. And she's, she did a really great job as well, with her performance because she nailed it. Especially when, uh, when Johnny Boy comes home from uh, prison. Oh. Yeah, that was a good scene. That argument back and forth. I'm like, dude, that is fucking live right there, man. Yeah, that was was good. Uh, I thought Michael Gandolfini did a really good job. I mean, we didn't get a whole lot of them, but. I could see tidbits of him acting just like uh, Tony Soprano in the series. And I'm like, like when him and his mother are sitting at the, uh, the table. And he's like, yes. oh, it's with the accusations. I'm like, dude, dude, that is, like, he says it just like James Gandolfini in the show. Like, exactly. Yeah. He did a good, man. I just wish there had been more of them. Oh, absolutely. He, he should have got more, more screen time. Let me, let me pose this thing to you. So the whole movie is based off of him kind of learning from Dickie Moltisanti and kind of rising from that, right? He's such a big influence on Tony Soprano. Yeah. If you've noticed, Dickie Moltisanti has almost the exact, not the exact same, but he has a lot of mannerisms that Tony Soprano has in the, in the show. Like when he's sitting at the dinner, t- the dinner table and his uh, Gumar's there at the house and he's talking about, uh, he's eating breakfast and they're talking about the, the boiler and, and the beauty parlor and all that. Yeah. When he's eating. 
like, dude, I got straight like Tony Soprano future show vibes from that. Like he had the same exact mannerisms, except he didn't stab his his food uh, 10 times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No doubt about that one. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm, I'm curious if they did that on purpose. Because he's supposed to be influenced by him, I'm wonder. I'm wondering if he, if he uh, caught on to some of those mannerisms, and that's how he gets. That's how he acts later in life. But they don't really show him with him in the movie, though, a whole lot. Yeah, I did appreciate that they finally tied in Artie Bucco to being his childhood friend, even yeah, though he didn't I'm, get, uh, even though he didn't get much. My dad wants me to run the uh, the restaurant. What's your dad want you to do? <laughs> Rob your restaurant? <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> you can burn it down? Because <laughs> Artie was another good character, man. I, I really enjoyed Artie's character in, oh, yeah. in, in the series. But, all right, so whenever uh, Hollywood and Dickie is in the garage and they're fighting and the car goes forward, yeah, and it it hits the wall, and there's that pigeon in there. Mm-hmm. You think that has any tie into the crow that was seen in the Sopranos during the uh, when Christopher was being made? I don't even. You know. know. Well, they're in that basement, and he gets his finger pricked, and they're about to put it on the card and burn the card, uh-huh. and he looks into the window, and there's a black crow in the window, and he was all freaked out about it. He went back to. Uh, his girlfriend and was like, uh, yeah, oh, I was a- that vaguely. I'm wondering if that was like a tie in or not. Cause I don't know. In the movie, it says, well, uh, I seen a pigeon and that means death. Yeah. That means but- bad luck. Yeah. I've huh. never heard that. I, I, I know the black crow is, but I mean, I don't guess you'd have a black crow in your garage. No, but then Liv was like, crows don't fly in the garages. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why are you talking out of your hat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so one thing that I did notice that kind of ties into the uh, to the original series, you know how uh, Tony Soprano talks to the therapist in the regular series? Yeah. I think they mirrored that in this movie with Moltisanti talking to uh, uh, his dad's brother in prison. It's kind. It's not not exactly similar, but I get vibes from it because he goes there to kind of talk his feelings out in prison with his. Uh, I guess his uncle. I guess you could. I guess that'd be the better way of saying it. His uncle. Yeah, you know what? I didn't even pinpoint that, but that would make sense because the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, this really doesn't make sense of why he would be going over there. But that's the only. Know, that, that's the only thing I can think of as to why that's even in there. That's got to be what it is to tie in there. Huh. The only thing I can think of. So just like I know we're all kind of like pinballing over here, talking about different things that we liked about the movie and whatnot. Um, as far as what we were talking about earlier, as you know, you need to watch the show versus this first. I, I 100% agree with Josh that this should have been like an eight to 10 episode series. And I think they could have made this could have been like a two or this could have been like three or four seasons, I think. Just oh, easy. Telling, just telling the the prequel to Tony Soprano, you could have told that over four seasons and everybody would love it. This needs to be stretched out. This is such a dense plot that they are speeding through uh, a lot of stuff. Like, I want to know, I want to get more uh, Tony Soprano with Dickie Moltisanti. I want to kind of further that plot that that i guess b plot i guess you can call it it's really the main plot is uh harold you know rising up through the ranks and starting that little turf war with uh dicky i mean that yeah. that needed a little bit more room to breathe i think uh he would have been a great villain over like a course of like one or two seasons i think uh and then just building up all the other characters let's say uh junior and time boy like you said I think they needed more screen time. It was just, it was just so much, and it was only two hours. I mean, if you think about it, that's only two episodes. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm with you. I would like to see more focus on Junior and Johnny Boy, and then you see the evolution of Tony 
and how he comes up through the ranks and how him and Richie held up that card game with Feach and all them. Yeah. And then transitioning into the Richie April era of being the boss. And that would tie it directly into the beginning of the Sopranos when uh, Richie April becomes sick. So I was I was looking up because I I heard the first the first part of this movie where they're they're talking about uh, the DeMeo crime family. Yeah. And I was like, why the fuck do they call it that? Like, I've, I've never heard that guy other than when I say the family name. It's always Soprano. So I did some digging. I don't know if you know. Do you do you know where it comes from? Uh, no. So I looked it up. So um, I don't know his full name, but DeMeo was his uh, his last name, if I'm not mistaken, or, or if it was his, uh, his little nickname or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he started the crime family, and the Sopranos were underneath him. They ran their own little factions underneath him. He got sent to prison. He was in like a life life sentence or whatever uh so they had junior and tommy boy a uh, johnny boy not tommy boy think about the fucking movie now uh johnny boy and junior had their own little factions and then they have their little uh they, they have their own captains does that make sense yeah okay so it essentially became the sopranos and from what i understand later in the series they actually mentioned it somewhere in the show that it, it was called DeMeo, but it was it was basically the Sopranos was the crime name, the crime family name. So DeMeo was the first crime boss. And then I want to say Jackie April was next. Is that right? I want to say Jack, I want to say Jackie April was next as far as the next boss, because it was uh, the Sopranos. It was Johnny Boy and uh, Junior. They had they had their own groups, and then it was April had his own group, and those were the three faction the three factions underneath DeMeo. Uh, he loved DeMeo loved April because he was such a like a go getter or whatnot. Yeah, he made him acting boss. Uh. or he made him boss when he went into into prison, but Jackie April would not allow he he wanted to be respectful so he just that's how they coined the term acting boss oh okay i got you so jackie april became boss and then once he died it was supposed to be tony but tony gave it to junior like yes it was like oh we're gonna make him think he's the boss basically yeah it'll be a lightning rod yeah so Tony became the boss after after all that. So during this time, I, I need to I need to know because everybody's talking about oh, I need to make the decisions and whatnot. Who is are they just are they just all captains and they're just kind of acting independently at this point in the movie or or what? I know. We'll see what in the captain. No, at that I, point. I, the way that I. It seems like Dickie is like the quote unquote boss, but he's not the boss at this point. But I never, but I never Johnny figured Boy, out. But Johnny Boy makes a statement to Junior, you, uh, you didn't run things well while I was in prison. Uh, you had Multisanti, uh, who is younger than you, doing better than you. So it made it seem like Johnny Boy was the boss. I was very confused I, by that. I never got who was the actual boss boss but johnny boy was like i think the head of his crew so yeah he would be a cap capo when junior was a soldier maybe no junior had his own crew too right okay or did he have that after his his brother i i said i know it for sure he had it afterwards huh i don't know if he had his own crew while this was uh being taken place huh See that that's this is why you need to watch the show before you watch this movie because you are not going to understand capos and uh, acting bosses and the structure of the organization. It's going to take you about two watches to kind of understand all that. Like we're still having trouble understanding it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh definitely need to do some research before you watch it. 
So overall, I, I do want to just jump into just some general things about the actual movie itself, not just nitpicking uh, our favorite scenes and whatnot. As far as a movie goes, and we've already kind of touched a little bit on it, I don't think it works very well as a movie because David Chase and Alan Taylor are expecting you to know something about The Sopranos. They're expecting you to have watched The Sopranos coming into this movie. And if you don't know anything about this movie, you're going to be completely lost. And the movie just doesn't work as well. Because I tried turning my brain off the second time that I watched it to just kind of figure out how well made of a movie it is. And it's, it's like I said earlier, it's super dense and the story is fast-paced. And between what the, the marketing and what the plot is telling you, you're getting a whole different thing in the actual movie. And I think that it's just, it comes across as super confusing when you watch this movie. And I think the development of those characters are not that great or that good, actually. Now, they work a little bit better for me because I know what they become. So I kind of understand them and like these characters a lot more than I should. So if you're going into this movie for the first time ever, and you're expecting this big thing and you're supposed to you know, love it because The Sopranos is amazing and whatnot, you're not going to get that because you don't have that background, that backstory of, of what they eventually become. So the character development is not very good in this movie uh, from that standpoint. And then, like I said, it's just so fast-paced that it, there's just lots of, lots of holes throughout this movie that need to be filled. And I told Josh this, uh, when we first watched it, I said, this this movie, asks, it makes me ask more questions than I ever get answered, which is a problem. And that's just me personally. So if you're sitting there and you've never watched Sopranos, think how you're going to feel. So ultimately, watch the show before you watch this is what I, was what I have to recommend. Oh, definitely, man. You, you would be lost. Uh, what little bit of character development happens in here happens with Dickie Moltisanti, because we really don't see him in the series, and we don't see Tony that young, but it, it it's almost like this was made for Sopranos fans, not everybody in the country to watch it. It was basically for all of the people that love the Sopranos, because you'd be completely lost if you didn't, because there's so much curve that I would know versus somebody watching it never watching it you know now i will say i had a lot of fun watching it the first time what about you oh oh yeah man it was you know just tidbits not you know you had never had to make him of a varsity athlete and just <laughs> yeah, those little easter eggs you're like oh shit there's, a, there's something oh there's something from the show there's something but, from the show. It was just like every five seconds you were finding something yeah and that's the thing is we already knew the characters because it was developed in the series very well. So we wasn't needing that aspect in this movie. So if you've never seen it, you'd be completely lost on, you know, uh, Polly being so germaphobic and cleanliness and all that. <laughs> well, Dickie, I got this, I got this jacket uh, yesterday. If <laughs> I gets blood all over it. <laughs> 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 get into uh, his apartment in the series and the shit's uh, wrapped in plastic right <laughs> <laughs> so uh I, I do want to kind of talk about the now this segment is gonna be more for for the fans of the show that have watched the show before and they're just watching this movie and you're kind of wondering the same thing here's some questions that i have because it leaves some plot holes within the actual the actual series so the entire series, Tony Soprano tells Chris Moltisanti that, hey, your dad got gunned down while carrying a crib. No, it, it's actually mentioned in the series that that's what everybody says, but it was actually TV trays. But he wasn't even carrying a TV tray out there. Yeah, he had, he had TV trays with him when he was shot and killed in the movie. Was that? I thought it was a chair. No, those were TV trays. Oh, well, fuck but me. Christopher and the story that's always been told was that he was carrying his crib up for him. But in reality, it was from that heist, that little 
thing he got chairs for, and that's what he got killed with. Oh, okay. Well, see, this is why we have these discussions, because now it makes it a little bit clearer on me. That answers one of my questions. Hey. <clears throat> but the only question I have is, they set it up, and maybe the next we'll explain this, but they set it up as Dickie Multisanti being shot by that black guy. Yeah. And in the series, Tony gives a retired cop is the one that did it. And he gives the address to that guy's house when the cop retires and says, do what you want with it. So I'm curious because I had that same question. I'm, 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 I'm wondering because Tony is always selfish in the show. He always does stuff that ultimately benefits him, right? Like, what if he just lied to Christopher in, like, in the series and said, hey, this guy shot your dad. But really, he needed him dead for some reason, and that was the way to get Chris to actually do it? Maybe? Man, that could be very well. I mean, look what he did with uh, Jackie Jr., he didn't say kill him, but he didn't say to let him live either to Ralphie. Yeah. And then he, you know, everybody else was like, oh, I did everything I could to keep that kid from fucking himself up. <laughs> God, man. I, I gotta say, overall, I like this movie. I like it less on the second viewing. Did you like it less or did you like it more on the second viewing? It's definitely not something I would watch again. It's weird. It, it's like I was bored in the middle of it. There, it does lag in the in the middle of it. It does. It, it's right in that transition. I, I want to say right around the one hour mark. Is that but what for the first? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I was like, why did I sign up to watch it again? Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's there's probably about 20, 30 minutes in the middle of it that it just really drags, and it's really that that development of Harold, that whole plot right there and making him, a, you know, I guess a quote unquote crime boss or whatever you want to call him in the, in the movie. It's that whole portion right there that I just, I don't really like. Well, it's very anticlimactic because you really, you know, he starts stepping on toes, but you don't ever get to see the after effect of him stepping on these toes. Yeah. And you get his development from being, you know, hitting the kid with a hubcap to shooting him in the chest. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, dope, by the way, yeah. So I'm guessing that walk straight like up that. in that dude walk straight up in that recruitment office and just fucking cat that dude. <laughs> that, that recruiter says, I ain't got nothing to do with that war. So that's the first time, first time watch. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It was good. I mean, granted, I, I agree with you that. I think it was too much stuff shoved into it, but on the first view, <laughs> I just, it was good. Uh, but the second time around, I was like, God, I'm really missing the stuff that, that I thought this movie was going to be about. It, it really needed to be eight episodes and they needed to divide this up into multiple seasons. So I'm curious, you said David Chase is going to, he, he signed on for some sort of, content in the sopranos universe whether that be a new series or whether that be a second movie they did not say sopranos oh it's content but everybody is saying that the money that hbo was making off the sopranos still plus this one makes everybody lean toward the fact that he's going to be creating content to keep that franchise going i mean he'd be dumb not to and then yeah. this movie, like I said, the movie ends like it, he's not Tony Soprano at that moment. He's not even like half a Tony Soprano. You can see like, oh, okay, this is like the spark right here. You can kind of see that at the very end. There needs yeah, to be like, definitely. I'm telling you, they either need to just convert it to a series or this might be another two movies, at least two to three movies. Yeah, they definitely left it wide-ass open. So you, I definitely got the feel that there would be a, another one to it. There's got to be. Has to be. Because we don't get we, we don't get that whole prequel Tony Soprano there. And you got his son. 
I mean, he's in, he's in his 20s, I think. Uh, you got a son who can act just like his dad. So, I mean, that dude, the, the shit's right there for you. You know, you can do it. It's just, oh, what, definitely. It's just whether David Chase goes after it. Yeah, definitely. And I think I, they'd be leaving a lot on the table. Which begs, you know, the question, which begs the question, if they do a sequel to this movie, they make another movie, will this movie end up being better after watching the sequel? Because then you have, because then you have that whole story kind of finished. And you can just, it's just one, I mean, that's the whole thing with the Sopranos series in general. It just feels like one really long movie. So if you have both of these movies and they tie into each other, and they're just continuing one long story. Does this movie, Me Saints of Newark, actually become like truly great based off of everything that they do in the second one? Yeah, I would think so. I would think so because I think the next one would answer all the questions that we have here to me. And I mean, that, and that, it, that's an issue though. That's an issue with, with the movie. Why do I have to watch a sequel? to appreciate the original it's just see the, the i, I kind of lean back towards like the batman the dark knight trilogy batman begins dark knight dark knight rises you haven't watched any of those movies but you don't have to watch the dark knight to appreciate batman begins the first one and so forth it's just like a continuation of the story and it just it makes three better because you have both those movies so it, it shouldn't go backwards in my opinion yeah i see what you're saying on there I, I see what you're saying but yeah i mean i wouldn't go be like damn this was a great movie if i've never seen the the original so i, I get what you're saying there mm -hmm. uh so any other thoughts on the soprano sir or the mini saints of newark excuse me no that's it man i uh I see a few problems with it, but damn, it was good the first time I watched it, man. Uh, David Chase just knows how to tell a story. I mean, that's all it is to it. Absolutely. And it, the the actors were phenomenal, man. I was very anxious to see who would play Junior and Johnny Boy, and I didn't think those would ever be fulfilled very good, you know, considering the original actors were like number one, but I mean, they, they cast that to the T. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you and just to kind of recap what my thoughts are. I think the performances are great. I think the writing is awesome. The story, while it's so dense, it is a good story, but you need additional backstory to kind of fluff that up and make it better than what it is. Uh, ultimately it's just, it's not a standalone movie. It's not something that you can just pick up and just watch on a random day. You have to have, you have to have the backstory of the Sopranos. You have to have, you know, that, that history with the show in order to appreciate anything in this movie. So if you can take anything away from this review is go watch the series. It's on HBO max. Just fucking go watch it. It's actually to the point where I'm thinking about buying the whole fucking uh, box set, sir. Oh, well, let me know if you decide to, because I got a few seasons. Ooh, I thought you had them all. Uh, I was missing a couple of them. But, so, you know, I don't I don't buy a whole lot of DVD stuff. Oh, yeah. It, it would be more for a collection thing than anything. Just have the whole box set series collection. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it, it's worth having. I think it was like 50 bucks on Amazon the other day. I should have bought it then. Damn, that's a good price. You're fucking right. That's a good price. <laughs> Damn. Considering like, it's usually like seven, a season. Yeah, it's seven seasons. So, yeah, I, I fucking, I, I like this movie. Uh, originally, I gave it four stars when I first watched it. I thought it was great. But I think I was kind of on the hype train more than anything. I was kind of just, I had, I had a fucking good time watching it the first time. I was excited. I was pointing everything out. And then watching it the second time, you kind of find all the flaws in it. You know, you kind of put your your fanboyness aside, and you really see the movie for what it is. And I give it three and a half. I, I think it's I think it's a pretty good movie. But you have to have the history with the show 
in order for it to be that. If you don't know anything about the movie, it's probably like a one star. You, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I totally agree. I couldn't uh, couldn't argue that at all. Perfectly said. Well, y'all let us know. Uh, actually, I'm starting these new polls on the Spotify where you can answer questions on our uh, episodes. So apparently we can do that now. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. So I'm going to put a couple of polls up there. Y'all answer those questions. Uh, do you like the show? Have you seen the show before coming into this movie? Uh, are you going to make the jump to watch this movie before the show? Uh, I'm super curious what you're going to think if you've never seen the show and you watch this movie. Yeah, I, if you got if you got time, throw the pigeon question on there. The pigeon question? Yeah, is it tie into the series or is it All just right. a standalone piece? Right. Yeah, uh, so if you have never seen The Sopranos and you're going to watch this movie, please let me know what you think about this movie because I'm super interested in what your thoughts are. And if you're confused, if you weren't confused, uh, it's kind of hard to put the blinders on for that since I I have seen the show so many times, you know? So I can't really. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But I think that's going to be it for this episode of the Mini Saints of Newark. As far as next week, what are we reviewing next week, sir? Are we going to try to do Wrath of Man finally? Yeah, I think my schedule's pretty clear. (laughs) 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 We're just... Look, I, just, I, I, I'm 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 throwing a dog a bone here, and I'm just I'm not even going down that road. <laughs> all I'm gonna say is piano, sir. Don't make me go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna be a dick, sir. That's what I'm saying. I'm 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 giving that little bro hug. Hey, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. I need a hug. Uh, guy needs a bone thrown every once in a while. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm help you out, man. I'm not I'm not gonna give you some low blows. Yeah, I wish you would give me a low blow. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is probably our least sexual episode that we have released up to this point. Yeah, that is true. I'm surprised. (laughs) That's kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs) A weird weird accomplishment, huh? Yeah, I'm telling you. (laughs) People are listening to this. Oh, my God. They were just like, that that episode just wasn't funny at all because they just weren't sucking each other's dick on the fucking uh episode well i mean i don't have no problem with uh I don't making have... that happen <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think we're gonna do uh wrath of man next week we're gonna have to rent it uh and and check that out because i've watched the first hour of that and uh i gotta say good things about it so i'm All definitely right. interested in hearing uh watching the rest of the movie uh i know several people that have said that's a good movie all the way through so definitely right, we'll, we'll link up and uh work out our days when we're gonna watch it. I right, then well I appreciate you joining me, sir. Hey man. All right, guys. We appreciate y'all joining us on this episode. Y'all let us know your thoughts in the comments. Join us on Facebook, go to patreon.com slash two game. You can leave us a comment on there. Uh, and we will catch y'all next time on another episode. Later.